When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to a special Blakey's Boot Room podcast. We're back. It's only been a month, but we couldn't stay away. I'm here, Dominic Booth, hosting with Nathan Blake and Paul Abandonato, a bespectacled Nathan Blake in the Boot Room studio today. Mm -hmm. Uh, Good to have you back on, Nathan. Good to see you. Good to see you both. Didn't want to keep you away for too long. Yeah. And Paul, as ever... How are you? All right. Hope everyone's okay and enjoying the close season break. Paul's gleaming with a beautiful tan and a just, lovely bit of warm weather. Just to make all Cardiff fans aware that the fixtures are out next Wednesday. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I'll be up to Wales online for all the details. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll be in nice and early to uh, to bring you those. Um, I probably started off on a bit too of a an upbeat note here because it's a sad a sad week for Cardiff City. We've very sad. Said goodbye to a legend, mm. Peter Whittingham. Pictured mm. holding up a Blackburn Rovers scarf mm. at Ewood Park, mm. it just didn't look didn't look right, did it? Mm. Nathan, you've often been of the opinion that Cardiff should keep hold of Whittingham in some role or another. Mm. Paul, less so. Mm. Well, let's start with you, Blakey, and and your initial thoughts, really. Um, look, I I always say like there's not much room or little room for sentiment in football, but. I didn't. It wasn't a sentimental decision I was coming to. Obviously, you you have a player of his quality uh, for so long, then you become attached and you want to see that player hopefully end his career at your club. But it, it wasn't to be. But I just I just feel that he still had a bit to offer, or quite a bit to offer, um, at the championship level. I do think he could have been used sparingly and maybe in you know a good 30-40% of the games this season and then I think his experience is invaluable I just don't think um, I'm not sure whether the club offered him the option of you know we'll take care of your licences and go into the coaching and go into the academy and maybe work your way through it you know we're none the wiser because no one has really spoken seen or heard from with so we're never gonna or we may one day know that fact but at this moment in time we don't he was offered a, com- a contract on what we believe is what half of what he was earning which a Cardiff, yeah. you know would um, I think if it was for two years obviously you know Blackburn have captured him on a two year contract I think maybe that would have swung him to stay at Cardiff or like I said the option of when you retire you know, you're going to be brought into the fold within the club. But strange things have happened in clubs. It seems to be very, and this is across the board, there seems to be very few pros who actually play for clubs, become legends of a club, end up back involved because there seems to be a threat from the hierarchy that the player, or the, often like the, the coaching staff, who in this day and age are <coughs> predominantly what I call academic coaches or not coaches who play the game there seems to be a fear to bring former players in because 
one, the affiliation with the fan, and two, that player will tend to know a lot more about the game than, you know, an academic coach or, you know, the hierarchy. So, um, so where has this exit come from? Has it come from within Whittingham himself? We don't or? know, Dom. That's 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 the whole point. It was disappointing. I think it was the Newcastle game. It was the last game of the season at home, and he got brought. I was commentating on that. He got brought off was 60 on 55 minutes and you could see in his face he was gutted mm. you know and angry as well and and then obviously the the game finishes the fans stream out of the stadium the players then come out and there's no one there to you know say au revoir to peter you know so it for for the service he'd given i think the club could have perhaps worked on a on a way if they had come to a decision that he's definitely going to leave of you saying a goodbye to the fans but um, it wasn't to be and uh, it's happened the way it is and he signed for Blackburn so disappointed but you know I'm disappointed to see him go I think he's been a great servant for the club There was that pang of sadness wasn't there from Cardiff fans Paul when he was pictured Whittingham was pictured with the the Blackburn scarf how long will it take Cardiff fans to to understand this departure? I, I don't think it needs to be viewed as sadness. I think it needs to be viewed as ten, a celebration of 10 fantastic years from Peter Whittingham personally. Blakey's right about the Newcastle game. I did stay behind. And after what seemed a long delay, the players did come out for their sort of farewell lap yeah. of honour, inverted commas. As Blakey says, though, to a half-empty half stadium, yeah, wasn't Yeah, and it? Wits was right in front of me, and, and so he, was, he looked very subdued, but then all of a sudden he started waving, and it looked like a wave of goodbye to me. Mm. Kind of actually had a game the week after, I think they played at Huddersfield, didn't That's they? Right, yeah. I, don't, I don't think he featured, so that was his farewell. Um, certainly his home farewell anyway. Um, I... <sighs> I, I understand everything Blakey's on about there in terms of Witz's experience, what he could bring to the academy setup and all that. But I'm told that I'm not going to divulge the figures that I've been given because, you know, we're not the Sun or the Daily Mail. We're yeah. a local media organisation. Yeah. We have to be a bit more. This is the boo more, room. This is know. Blakey's yeah. boo room. We got, yeah. we got class, man. I got, I've, got to, I've got to follow what Blakey tells us. <laughs> got a to touch do, of but, class. But I'm told that he, he's been offered a third of, of the salary he was on. Um... And that makes economic sense from Cardiff City because, you know, they're only working with certain parameters. He clearly was not going to, rightly or wrongly, he was not going to feature under Neil Warnock next season in his first eleven. So I think we've said on this show several times, Cardiff need one or two really good dynamic <coughs> midfielders who Blakey himself says is a more equipped with the modern day pace of championship football, who've got legs, mobility, dynamism, athleticism. Mm-hmm. Um, and those players are not going to come cheap. And so I think freeing up Wits's wages, uh, or freeing up Wits's wage rather, does offer that opportunity within the budget for Neil Warnock, I would mm. guess. And so I can see that it makes sound, uh, yeah. sound economic uh, yeah. sense. In terms of the emotional side of things, look, you know, I know you know, I know myself, you know, say anything write anything remotely critical about Whittingham, constructive or not, and you can get held down by the massive army of Whittingham fans out there. Yeah. Um, but equally he, it had got to the point over the last year and a half where he did divide opinion, Blakey. Mm. There were as many fans who were saying, look, we need more dynamic, vibrant mm. midfielders in the team mm-hmm. as those saying that Peter Whittingham plays in the starting eleven, whatever the situation. Mm. Um, 
Warnock. He's clearly left Paul though to to play regular football. Like like you say, yeah. he wasn't guaranteed under Warnock. Yeah. He said in his statement, "It's time for a new challenge. I'm not one of those footballers who can train yeah. all week and sit down and watch a match from the sidelines." And mm. that's the point I was going to come on to. I suppose that he's 33 in September. He wants to play regular football. Do you know the great thing about watching him? I mean, we know how classy he is on the pitch. We've seen it for 10 years. What a classy departure! Mm. It would have been lovely, as Blakey says, for him to have a proper departure. Wave goodbye at the Newcastle game, that sort of thing. Let's presume the mind wasn't made up at that point, yeah. and he was still torn. Um, but you know, he's left without a. You know, clearly he can't be happy about having to take such a such a large wage cut. He can't be happy about suddenly not being in the first team anymore. Mm. Um, and yet he is left without a word of anger against anybody. He's left in dignified fashion. He said exactly the right things. He says that Carter's result will be the first thing he looks for every Saturday evening. That's a nice I just think even the way he has left has class been classy. On and off the pitch. Classy. Class yeah. on and off the pitch, you know? Yeah. But do you know what? He's had some flack from this organisation down the years, and I still maintain we only represent what the fans say. And yet when we asked him to come in and do a presentation yeah. to one of our long standing football writers he did it without Terry. without any hesitation, mm. straight in here. Classy individual. Yeah. Be sorry to see him go in many ways, but I totally understand the club from a business perspective why the club felt the ties had to be cut. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think that's that's where I would say slightly disagree with Paul is the wage. To me. If it was, I always said, if it was below half, I think that's a hard pill to swallow. All right, so a third of your wage. That's a, that's if they offered you one third, yeah, they offered him one third of what he was going. That's 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 a big cut to me. I would I would say, you know, he's then going to be looking at other players, knowing I still have value to this club and as much value as Tom, Dick, or Harry, but. You know, I'm on a, a largely reduced wage, so I think that's probably been the stumbling block, and the fact that you know Blackburn are offering him uh, a second year so he can continue to play. Because that's the other thing you want to continue to play as long as possible. What about for the club itself, Cardiff? Is this the right time? Is this the right move for the club? Is it the right move for Neil Warnock and his well, squad? In, yeah, well, if you've got limited funds, then you're gonna have to free up. Uh, more funds, as Paul said, and this is one of those uh, those decisions that you know decision. you don't. Well, you don't. You you're as equally people will be equally as critical. Like Paul said, wits now divides opinion. So people will be equally as critical if you kept him on a good wage. They would say, oh well, you know, he's not going to get. He's not going to play forty games a season. Blah 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 blah. You know, what's the point? That's such a good point. Like, so yeah. it, it, it works both. It works both ways. So you 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 kind of da- damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. Do you understand what yeah, I mean? Exactly. And whatever decision you make, one side of the divide is going to come after you and say, "Oh, you know, I was wrong. Blah blah. I should have kept him." In, in all the comments that you see about this, it, 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 it is. It is. People are divided. It is, and I I think what happens is, as a football, with you know, it's so emotional. You know, you get so attached to your club, so attached to your players. And I think if you look at Cardiff over the last three or four years, there's, as we've said on the show many times, there's been a, a detachment between the fan and player. 
And Wits almost represented the last of the Mohicans. He was one of the last <laughs> of the ones we actually, yeah. as fans, adored. Yeah. Him. You know what I mean? So it's the end of an era sort of thing. Because yeah. you're looking now and you're thinking, right, you know, who... Who is there that you would say, right, he's a Cardiff boy or he's come from Car he's come in from, say, Blackpool ten years ago, he's still at the club, blah blah, he's a legend. Who else now are you gonna point the finger to and say, Right, he understands us, he understands the club, the way it functions? It's it, it's difficult. Mm. But times move on, that's that's football. I think no. I think what we can all he does divide opinion now, and I'm glad you said that on, mm. that, that you're saying that on social media, you follow it more actively than I do, Tom. But yeah. um, certainly that's the feedback I get talking to my mates who are Cardiff City fans. Exactly that. It's down the middle. Um but I think what we can all agree upon is that he has been one of those beautiful footballers to watch in a Cardiff City shirt Absolutely. for the last decade. Um I'm not gonna say I put him right up at the top because, you know, he lasted the test of time, but mm. there were others there like Jason Kumas, what mm. a wonderful player he was mm. for a couple of years. Mm. Craig Bellamy, mm. Jay Bothroyd, Michael mm. Chopra, magnificent footballers. But 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 he he does Excuse me. Don sneezing at <laughs> Oh my he days. Not chortling at what I say, I promise you. He <laughs> is he is right up there, Wits. Um do you know what? Every, everybody has their favourite Whittingham memory, Blakey, and, and people talk about that wonder volley against Barnsley, wasn't it? I think I'm right in saying mm. the trick against Wolves, some of the stunning free kicks, the FA Cup goal up mm. at Middlesbrough, wasn't it? The Leicester performance yeah. in the playoffs. Um, mm. But do you know the one that really stands out for me is a, is a more, and I think you'd, you'd understand where I'm coming from as an ex-professional here, I remember the is is a less obvious one. There was there was that epic F, uh, FA Cup. There was that epic Carling Cup semi final against Crystal Palace at, at Cardiff City Stadium about five years ago. Cardiff were trailing one nil from the first leg. Wembley at stake, a game against Liverpool. All that enormous pressure. About five thousand Palace fans inside the ground. It was the biggest away following I'd seen in there. It was a rip roaring atmosphere. It was tense. And do you know what? That day, he, you know, the ball was like a hot potato, as mm. you can imagine, in, in the tension mm. of, a, of a game. Mm. Even Wilfred Zahar struggled playing mm. for Palace. And amidst all this hullabaloo, he and Stephen McPhail stood out like beacons mm. to me mm. with the calm control they had. Do you know why I understand? You know they were better than any. Do you know why I understand it? Because I used to get labelled with the exact same thing that he does. Too laid back, language. lazy, yeah. languid, bloody, yeah. bloody, blah, blah. blah, blah. But I tell you, he, he, he can, you can't help but play that way. I always look at him, the, 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 Mr. Nonchalant. Everything he does is just, in football terms, we say, ah, oh, he's is, is, is striking on the ball, the passive, some of the goals, are oh, He just does it like almost like without the care and without effort. And uh, look, I just, uh, he, will be, he will be missed for me. Uh, you know, like I said, it's just the emotional part of you you look at it and think, right, it's, you know, I'd like to see now the club really build that relationship between fan and player. So, you know, when we go to the stadium, we hear fans singing names of players, you know, that's almost become yeah. A, a, yeah. a dying art. A dying art in this yeah. club at Cardiff. I can't, I, I can't tell you the last time I heard they might have like four or five different songs for different players. Do you, do you know, um, I mean, you mentioned songs. Wits had his own. Another one who had his own was Kevin McNaughton, obviously. Absolutely. Another legend. Uh, as you say, Blakey sort of almost bridged the gap, if yeah. you like, the divide. But just to give the fans an insight, 
he he once told me a brilliant story about Wets, right? Mm. Which was on, on a Friday before games, they used to play young v old in the uh, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah, full on. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it's match and train on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he said the key in these games was to get Peter Whitten among your team. And this is even though Bellamy and Kumas and Bothra and Chopper all at the club. He said you had to get Whitten because he said in these in these games. Which he claims were pretty full on before mm. again, yeah, before the actual match the following day. He said Whitman would score ten goals a game. Mm. He was just absolutely dominating training. Mm. There are lots of players, as you will know, Nathan, that that look brilliant in training. Not so good in games. No, but Whittingham did both. Training ground players. Yeah, call. but Whittingham, mm. Whittingham obviously did both. Ryan yeah. Giggs was another one. You must have yeah. seen him with Wales. Yeah, yeah. You must have seen Giggs. He's brilliant. In tra- Whenever yeah. I watch Wales training, Giggs, he was magnificent. Yeah. But it also translated into games with, with Giggs as Absolutely, well. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Wits obviously was just the dominant figure behind the scenes mm. as far mm. as the players, his peers were concerned. And I guess... I guess you can pay him no greater testament than that. Yeah. Can we take it on and ask how well Whittingham will now do in League One with Blackburn? I've seen people say he's going to tear that division apart. Well, again, it's probably divided agree. opinion. Yeah. It, 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 you know, I don't think so among Blackburn look, fans. It, look, if I if I'm if I'm if I'm coach if I'm coach of the opposition and Blackburn come up and Peter Whittingham's in uh, midfield, I put my youngest leggiest most experienced midfielder against him and I say every time he's on the ball do not let him breathe mm. and you've seen it a similar thing with Steven Gerrard towards the end at Liverpool younger fitter more vibrant you know dynamic midfielders were able to close him down because what happens is <laughs> I speak from experience your mind sees everything three, four, five times quicker than what it did five years previous. But your legs can't get you there. Mm. <laughs> and it's like, so you come up against, if you're playing in midfield, you'll come up against a midfielder and you'll know exactly what he's going to do because you've seen it so many times before. Yeah? And you think, yeah, but what you don't realise is you need to move a second or two earlier than what you did before because where you're thinking, right, yeah, he's going to go there and I'm going to read him and I'm going to step across him your body just doesn't move as quick. So what happens when you go to make that movement, he's already gone. And oh, that, we're talking about his set-piece ability. And that and just that. comes with, with age. So if I was playing against him, I would, I would, that's what I would do. If I was coaching against him now, I would put legs in. So it's going to be really difficult. It's not easy. The lower you go down, the more physical it becomes because mm. it's allowed to be more physical than it is at the very top. So part of me says, yeah, he'll rip it up. Part of me says... You know, after 15, 20 games, he could be feeling a bit because he will. I tell you, another thing will happen. You do pine for your old club. Yeah. Really, you do. Will he pine he, more for Cardiff, or will Cardiff pine more for him next season? Regardless of which, he will pine for Cardiff. Yeah. It, it's your home. It's your. You know. Ten years. When you leave, it, it's. It, you know, you could. It could be a year. It depends of your affiliation with the fans, with your teammates, with the club itself. It's how that developed. This player's been here three years who can't wait to get out of here. So, it, you know, it will depend. It but will I, th- depend. I think it is testament to Whittingham and what he's done over the last 10 years, how Blackburn fans have reacted and how excited they're they so are. so positive. And it is a marquee signing for yeah, them. Absolutely, absolutely. And I still think he's the type of player in League One at Blackburn. I said, I think, if you put two dogs in there with him, yeah, it, he's you've got to... 
You've got to okay. win in midfield. Yeah. Because all he's going to do is spray it. It's interesting what you say about Gerrard and, and those older Players. classic Premier League midfielders mm. who, who did stay. Mm. I think of Paul Scholes as well and, mm. and Ryan Giggs, mm. we've mentioned. They stayed with their clubs. Mm. They were given reduced roles, allowed to drift into the coaching staff as mm. they became older. Mm. You've often said that that's what should have happened with Whittingham. Mm. Is it that when you're a championship club and, as we've said, resources are more limited, you can't afford to be sentimental like we said at the very start? Is that why Whittingham's I think you, been, been you, moved along? You probably go back to the source of uh, the spending criteria mm. over the past five years. You're now seeing a knock-on effect of it because Neil Warnock's in a position where the FFP has to come down so he can enable himself to have more transfers. So what happens if you have to lance the heads off some of the big boys then? Do you know what I mean? And that's a result of a, a, a poor transfer policy over a number of years. This is real, this is one of the results. Now it's not entirely the reason. You know, it might be that Neil Warnock deep down just didn't fancy him. But I'm saying if it comes down to a financial reason, then part of the reason is you have to go to the source of the problem and say, because we've mishandled our finances, you know, and there's no getting away from that, we have, you find yourself in a position where you're not able to afford to keep one of your best or one of your legends, so to speak. But, like I said, it might be that Warnock didn't want to keep him. We don't know. Oh, Paul probably knows, but I don't. <laughs> we shall have to find out. Yeah. We'll have to find but out. Very sad. It's sad to see the back of him, I have to we'll say. Pay, we'll, pay, we'll pay tribute to him for a season long. I'm yeah, sure we'll we should. Fans will keep singing his name. We should, we should. And uh, I look out for Blackburn's results anyway, so it's uh, one of my former clubs. So, yeah, fingers crossed he can get them back up. Delighted to be joined by Vince Alm from Cardiff City Supporters Club. He's going to talk about his best memories of Peter Whittigan. Vince, you're live with myself, Paul and Nathan Blake. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Hi, Tom. Hi, Nathan. Hi, Vince. So, Hi. Vince, what's the initial reaction from supporters? Obviously, a great deal of sadness on uh, on seeing a legend of, of this calibre leaving the club. Yes, he was um, he's a lot of people's favourite. Some, some people, um, you know, the, the very small minority uh, used to question his work rate, but uh, they'd never question his quality. And uh, for me, I thought um, his work rate was was pretty good for um, you know a centre midfielder. But the quality is he's probably done some of the best um, free kicks I've ever seen at Cardiff uh, City, and uh, certainly his dead ball will be missed. And then passes, you know, putting people into space. Um, and at times, he was probably the only player who was um, who could pass the ball in some of the teams he played in. You know, in, especially in recent times, he's been the only player that could pass the ball. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, he'd, be, he'd definitely be missed. And I, at this moment in time, I can't not see anybody at the club who can replace that quality. You know, he was, he was such a good player over his, um, you know, you know, getting us up to the Premier League and, and that. And, and the last six seasons, adding up in equality, you know, for like Kevin Jones to score all the goals and, and to Hall, you know, putting them into space, putting them balls in the box and to get onto, you know, it, it, all them assists, you know, there, there isn't anyone at the club that's as prolific and as accurate as him uh, passing the ball and putting the ball on the plate. So, Vince, do you think uh, it's going to cost a lot of money to replace him? Yes, if you want a ready-made replacement, Nathan, I think so, yes. Uh, there's, 
know, if you get um, if you go for the lower league player who's showing potential, you've got to you know you'll take a time to bring yeah, that through. That, just yeah. just like you did with him when we picked him up from Villa, he was in the finished article. He's far from it, and yeah. you looked out the sort of on the left. And mm. if you want somebody ready made, it would cost millions. And I I don't think um, you know financial fair play won't allow us to do that with too many players. So yeah, he's getting, you know we certainly will miss him next season. Yeah, he might have been past his very best, but he was still, in my opinion, still good enough for this level and you know, still good enough for the team at the right end of the table going for promotion. He could still deliver, deliver that quality for us. Yeah, Vince, I made the point, or I've been making the point for a while, I would have liked to see him stay on and then uh, maybe the club offer him some sort of coaching role or offer to you know, pay for his badges and what have you and, and offer him a role within the club. Is that something that, from a fan's point of view, you would like to see? Yes, we all we you know we all would like to see him pass his knowledge and skills on to uh, young players. You know we, the, the things he could do with the ball, uh, and you know if if he's good at communication, which I'm sure he is, um, uh, he you know at, uh, how he does these things, he, his knowledge would be uh, invaluable to uh, our young midfielders. And and just to have somebody of that stature training you and a legend at the club uh, makes all of a difference to the kids. You know. Uh, we all, when we're all kids, we all got our heroes, and I know a lot of youngsters. You know, I know my grandchildren; they're all massive Peter Whitman fans. You know, he's he's been the the number one player for the, a lot of seasons, and um, they're all they're all sad that he's going. And you know, to have you know their age groups, if they were if he was training and coaching at the club, you know, it's somebody they look up to and listen to. You know, and uh, he's got the ability to bring that you know youngsters on. From a supporter's perspective, uh, Vince, why do you think? I mean, I've got my own opinions. Why do you think um, players of that elk are allowed to leave in the end? You know, um, I, I think it's probably about balancing books. Um, different managers come in and got a different ideal. Neil Warnock likes, um, you know, he, he likes his hard, hard work. Only catching players on the break with pace on the wings. He likes a lot of pace in the team. Um, not not necessarily tips happy as he calls it playing it out of defence. So we got got a different um, philosophy and how he wants his football played. You know, when you look at all his sides, you know they, they, he's always gone for a pace down the flanks, hasn't he? And catching uh, teams on the break and you know if it, you know we, we might call a long ball, but it, you know it's a quick ball out of defence and. Which I find strange if Peter Whittingham can offer that, but what he what he probably don't offer is 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 the pace that he like you know pushing forward and running box to box. I don't think um, you know he, he does what Neil Warnock would like. But that's my opinion. I might be totally wrong. Uh, he, he comes across as looking lazy as well, but he's not. You know, we, you know, I've watched him for for years. He's always he's, he's tried to put his foot in. He will. He will track back, but you know his his ability is is turning defence into attack, and um, I you know I that's what I makes a team, Vince. That that's what makes a team. You're not gonna get yes. someone like Gunnison to pick a pass or put a set piece on someone's no. head or put one in the top corner like Wits does, and that's. What no. players do, 11 players complement each other in different ways. So uh, It's not just going to be on the pitch as well, is it, Vince? Yeah. You know? um, what, about, does, yeah. what about that chant, Vince? You know, he does what he wants. How did that get started? Yeah. It's sort of become it a bit of an anthem, hasn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, it, it started a couple, of, um, a couple of seasons ago, probably about uh, 
just just over two seasons ago um, when you know he was um, you know the stuff he does with the ball really um, you know just knock it you can you know he'll uh, he's scoring when he wants uh, tick, you take a free kick and score or um, you know take a corner. He, he, he basically does, you know, he does what he wants, and, and that that come about for the way he plays his football because it's that unique you know, he, style, isn't you it? Know, move, yeah, he move around the pitch. He won't, he won't necessarily, you know, like like he's very disciplined. Neil Warnock in his in what he wants his players to do, and uh, Peter Whitman's one of them players. You've got um, you know, let him move around. The, the best we probably seen of him was in the market with that five in midfield when he had him forward, where he could just he could drift side to side through the middle and he just took defences apart you know where one pass it was all over with you know they were in you know scoring goals you know and um, he, he, you know his dead ball stuff there and his, that goal against Barnsley you know um, it was all when he was forward you know in front of that five in midfield he was the, the, the pivot in the diamond there spraying it side to side with the, with the likes of Noon coming up the flanks and you know, and Conway just putting the ball in front of him into space. Uh, it was, you know, he was, he was a joy to watch. And um, you know, and that's that's where I think the chance probably started. So he does what he wants, you know, because that's what he was doing. Well, that's how I'll be remembered as well, Vince. Vince, thanks for, so much for coming on and, and chatting about a, a real Vince. a real legend. Yeah. Right, chaps. I just want to go on to talk about um, who are the replacements for Whittingham. Obviously, some really good memories from Blakey and from the fans as well. But what do Cardiff now do? What's the next move, Paul? Who is the replacement for Peter Whittingham? Can you replace Peter Whittingham? Um, well, they had to. Um, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. Um, I've long argued that Cardiff needed more dynamism at the base of the midfield next to Gunnison, and they need a really, really good 10 to make the play. Um, two things I'd say here I'm assured that um, I'm assured that, that the talk of Joe Ledley and Charlie Adam, Adam certainly would fit that bill to a degree, I'm assured that that talk is nonsense and that is not going to be happening. So right. I don't know when Neil Warnock is looking now. Kind of still have Emma Hughes on their books. I've said before, every time he plays for Wales, that bloke impresses me. He went to Ipswich and has clearly done very well in the Championship with Ipswich. Is he a Warnock type of player? I would have thought he is, personally. He's got the stature, he's got the energy. Sorry, Paul, do you think there's a problem with Welsh players being able to perform at Cardiff? I thought you were going to ask me if Elias was a Welsh player. (laughs) No, no. Absolutely, you are. Do you understand what I mean? Because if you look at... you, You take out Bellamy, right... And they, you know, there's always a, a, a clamour for a Welsh player, yeah? We mm. always, obviously, because we're Welsh, we like to have some homegrown talent within our squad. But would you agree with that? No, I, I don't know. It's an interesting argument. I mean, the other, you know, Tom Lawrence was magnificent for uh, for Ipswich last season, scoring a whole load of wonder goals. Did he got released, didn't he? We never saw him shine for... Cardiff either what I would say is that I mean Jazz Richards plays well for mm. Cardiff mm. Uh, and he, I thought he played well for Wales and Serbia in midweek as well um, Declan John just to throw that throw that into the, into the, the mix the only reason I'm hesitating because I'm not sure Declan's as good as people said he was well he um, played in the Premier League at the age of he what, did. 18 he did yeah but that doesn't really um, mean much what, what was more important uh, I'm just I devil's advocate I know are you still playing now Darcy Blake, club. Club. That's, that's Darcy Blake came through local kid 
and looked brilliant for Cardiff, but obviously lost his way and has lost his way in football. Mm-hmm. Gunter and Ramsey came through, didn't they? They did well for Cardiff. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, well, you had a time, you had a period, if you look before the, and this is not anything to do with the new ownership, but if you look before that, you could go from your likes of Ernie and Gabs and Collins and to your you would go yeah. all the way down yeah. to when my era was yeah. Jason Perry's yeah. and people like it's so you had, a, you had a total, you know, there was conveyor always belt. a conveyor belt of youth coming into the first team and producing and having a great affiliation and, and keeping that connection almost with the fans. Yeah, was it the pressure of the, of the Wales way and Paul Trollope? Was that... I, was that, that was never going to work, though. I, I well, there know. we go, you know, what, what aff- affiliating what, Wales and Cardiff, they're not the same, not the same I entity. Think, I think there is nothing like fans cheering on local youngsters, yeah? yeah? Um, and I know that Cardiff fans argue they feed off the passion yeah. of local youngsters coming into yeah. the team. It is why to this day, Blakey, your area is held, even though that this modern era has had Wembley, Premier League, blah, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. to older fans, and I don't mean that much older, your era under Eddie May is still mm. held up as their most favourite moment of following Cardiff City. And that was Division, that crazy? That was division 4 dominant. Yeah, yeah. That Isn't was the equivalent crazy? of Newport County's division today. Yeah. But because Cardiff are getting 20k gates inside Ninian, because there were three homegrown players in Blakey, Jason Perry, Damon Searle, mm-hmm. because Lee Badley was another one, there were others on the wings. I don't know, yeah. it's just, it's like the local youngsters fed into that. And then when John Toshak actually took over for one Wales game against Norway, mm. Tosh was in his pomp in those days, he was Real Madrid's manager, all this, that, and the other. Mm. And he made up, the game was against Norway at Ninian Park, and he picked all three of those Cardiff youngsters yeah. in his squad for that game. So he could yeah. see it feeding off the... There's only so Pezzik could carry my bags, though. I'm <laughs> <He, laughs> only joking, he, he could see He could see it feeding off. I, I I don't know. It's whatever. It's it's not happening. It hasn't happened for a while. Yeah, but, you can, but you're right. That's a great point because you, you do... You, you can see it when it happens, but it's so glaringly obvious when it doesn't. Think, Hence why Tottenham sing about Harry Kane. He's one of our own. And now yeah. he's like... They just he's just ingrained into him if you know. But Emma Hughes isn't one of Cardiff, so let's be honest. Yeah. He's from he's from Clonethley. He came through at, uh, initially at Swansea and then Man mm. City. Mm. So in, in all yeah, that affiliation he is, with the club, he's an import. Yeah. So yeah. The, the question is on the field and whether he is he has the capability. Well, to... oh, not just that. It's also if you see yourself as like I went to Chelsea and then came to Cardiff in back end of my or halfway through my apprenticeship. But my family, uh, my mum, my uncle Clive, my uncle Brian, you know, they're all Cardiffians, mm. and like you know, they're, they're West Indian, but they weren't. They were all born Wales, so like I'm second generation, which was which is strange, really and truly. Do you know what I mean? So if you have that long-standing affiliation with the city, and you know the city, you know. People, you know, families, cousins, aunties, friends, you know, and then you know, like my mum worked in Lanfretford Hospital and St David's and things like that. So, you, you it, does that make it mean? It's more? part of your DNA. It, it, do you understand what I mean? Yeah. It's, it, you know, you don't walk down the street and you know, not know anybody. Whether you go into Caerphilly, whether you go into Ronda, whether you go into Merthyr, whether you go into Taftswell, whether you're going to Newport, Cardiff, Swan, you're known, you know, and I think that that that's kind of been lost. 
You know, I would love to see a generation now over the next five, ten years of a conveyor belt of kids who have... Because the academies, they're overflowing with players. Then you've got the development centres behind them. You know, you've got so many players and so many coaches and you've got analysis and technical directors and this and that and this. And then you think, well, you know, we should be in a position now because there's a lot of talent in South Wales. If you go from, like, Carmarthen up to Newport, Chepstow, you've got a lot of talent. Then over the valleys, you've got a lot of talent. You know, in the 80s, 90s, Man City, Luton, Man United, you know, Arsenal. You know, I know a boy from Tredegar went to Liverpool. You know, these clubs were flocking in. Leeds United, you know, there's Welsh kids going out to Charlton, Leeds United, Liverpool, like I said. So there's so much talent in this area, it's, 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 it, it kind of leaves me scratching my head how we are not, like, with the way the academies are set up now, and like I said, so many young players attached to those academies from the age of eight, how you're not almost, not having to worry about going out and signing players. You should really and truly what now... What you're saying is... Well, by now, we, long be academies have been in place, but now you should be having a minimum of three or four... First team, local grown talent, because that was the whole idea of the academy. So what we had before that worked. They've structured it differently. Supposed to have improved it, you know, stop the apprentices doing the odd jobs and stuff like that. Focus more on being a professional footballer. But at Cardiff, the numbers have gone south. They've mm-hmm. not gone north. We haven't got more players to pick from. More players coming through into the first team system. So. You got to. You have to look at it and readdress that. For me, you have to look at that. That's why I've always said the academy. It's 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 dysfunctional. Well, it, let me let me throw four names at you. I've just okay. written them down as you were talking there because it got me thinking. Leave aside your James Collinses, your Nathan Blakes, mm. your Ernie's. Mm. Leave them aside. Even Gabadon from Gabon. Mm. Leave them aside. These four names: Gareth Bale, Craig Bellamy, Ryan Giggs, Aaron Ramsey. Look, I know Giggsy's different because he was brought up in Manchester, of yeah. course he was, but he's still from Cardiff, yeah? yeah? Um, none of them brought up in probably None the, of them played here. Probably the four greatest footballers Wales have produced over the last mm. two decades, those mm. four, I'd say. Mm. Um, if we greatest players in the world. Ramsey, yeah. Ram, well, they are, they, you know, certainly... Bale and Giggs, most certainly. Yeah, Bale and Giggs, you they have been. Definitely. Ramsey, Ramsey did play for Cardiff, but obviously he was let go at an absolute snip. Snipper of yeah. five million, ridiculous. Yeah. With no yeah. Bellamy came back here, played a year, promoted. You know, yeah, but he wasn't. Great. You know, he Bellamy went to Norwich yeah, in yeah. sixteen. He wasn't a Cardiff player. Yeah. Bale was lost to Cardiff. Yeah. Well, I went to lost Chelsea from Cardiff. Bale, to Bale was yeah. lost to Cardiff. I went to Chelsea. I didn't. That's what I'm saying. I didn't yeah. start it. I started at Cardiff yeah. when I was. I think first yeah. time I came to Cardiff, I was eleven. Yeah. And I was training with like the likes of Sean Wharton, Norma yeah. Parcell, who were like yeah. three or four years older than me. Yeah. But I was training with them. I think it was Jimmy Mullen was here then. So I was a little bubby. Yeah. So, but then I was then yeah. offered trials at Man City, Leeds United, yeah. Manchester United. So I ended up at Chelsea. So, you, you, you know, all now all that is supposed to be structured with players who can only play within, a, you can only play with a club with it if you live within a certain radius of it and all that. That should now, that, that's all designed to stop that. 
I don't think this is a problem that's, that's restricted at Cardiff City, though, by any means. No, 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 don't get me it's wrong. All over don't the get country. me wrong, but no, then you look at some certain teams who got it I, right I, and they're producing players. I would love, I would lo- listen, I'm sure there are examples, but you would struggle to name any other city in the UK and come up with four footballers of the ilk that I've just named who mm. come right from the city. Mm. Look, I know that Ramsey's Caffilly, right? But that's Dunwog, you know. Yeah. Bale, but you know what you, you, Bale, I know what you mean. Bellamy, Giggs, yeah. Ramsey. That's yeah. a pretty special quartet mm. to come from any one city, is it mm. not? Mm. I repeat. Well, that's, that's up Ryan, there with what Liverpool and Manchester and London would produce. And Cardiff is a, is a, a fraction of the, those sizes. Mm. So, like you say... Well, listen, Bale and Giggs were the best players full stop, so mm. those other cities are not producing players as good as that straight well, away, I, you know? Mm. But anyway, look, Ryan is from, ultimately, Ryan was brought I know up the in point Manchester. Ryan making. was brought up in Manchester, wasn't he? Yeah. You know? So, um, anyway, the more... Can we take it back to Emma Hughes, Paul, for a second? Well, I don't know what to say about him that's, that's new, to be honest with you. Um, I, don't, <laughs> I don't see him figuring under Warnock. I'd rather move the conversation on if that's okay and have a look at who the players that are likely to figure under Warnock or who he's looking to bring in. He wants Well let's let's for a second to... look at who he's already brought in. Well Callum Patterson, Neil Etheridge, Nathaniel Mendes Lang. I know what Blakey's gonna say because I can see him looking at me with a sort of wry smile in that these players aren't getting the blood pumping through his veins at any quicker speed than it currently is. No, but I'd never prejudge. I never. Uh, I, I was just speaking to um, lads outside, and I was telling them a story that, you know, when I was at Bolton, we had a situation where we'd sold Sasa Sirchik and the local Evening News, Bolton Evening News, uh, the sports writer wrote a damning piece on the rest of us. You know, absolutely slated us, tore us to, sh- tore us to shreds, tore Colin Todd to shreds, and it was the season we ended up. He got banned from the club and the coach because he used to travel with us and he ended up having to come in and apologise after through the season because he realised that we were on to breaking records and we went on and broke records so I learned a lesson from that that you never judge a book so can Neil Warnock get things out of these players that no other manager can well his record says yes he can but they're not I'm not overwhelmed by them in any way, shape, or form, Although, because I think if you look at their past history as well, and the clubs they've been, they've they've had strings of clubs. It's not like they've had one club now just come through in the last year or two, and you know have been picked up by Neil Warnock, thinking right, I can get a bit more out. They've been around the block quite a bit, so it's going to be difficult. But if anyone can get more out of them, he can. But no, I'm not. They're not overwhelming signings for me. Paul, where else will Cardiff City look to take the conversation on as you were going to? Is is the I think Patterson is the type of player that fans want to see because I think he's twenty two, approaching twenty three. He's five caps for Scotland. He's an exciting prospect, and he and he comes into a squad that is brimful of fullbacks and attack of players anyway. So I would question whether that's necessary. Okay. Um, he can play right wing and right back, so maybe he's a he can play as a wing back. Maybe that's beyond Neil's thinking. He can also play as a striker. I think a wing but, back system would work well next. But I season. think that's maybe beyond the thinking that he's a wing back, or I mean, cover up front is strange. Right back, right wing, centre forward. But you know, I'm I'm not convinced by Etheridge. I still think Lee Camp may come in as the um, goalkeeper. Mm. 
I was looking at this over the, you know, Cardiff, I've got actually a rich heritage of recent goalkeepers. It was very rammed home for me watching the internationals in the week, where David Marshall has now lost his place in the Scotland team, having Mm. established himself very much as their number one because Mm. of his brilliance for Cardiff. Lost his place with Hull. That's a move that just didn't materialise well. Heaton, who was very much Marshall's number two, Two, certainly called the Malky anyway, with, with Dave Jones, it was nip and tuck between them. But Heaton was very much second fiddle to, to Marshall and the Malky. He's amazing. He's now an England goalkeeper. Yeah. And to many, was the best goalkeeper in the Premier League last season yeah. in terms of his form. That's probably yeah. more to do with how much work he had to do. Mm. Well, you could compare um, him to Jordan Pickford, who's just gone for £30 million pounds mm-hmm. to Everton. So Car- Cardiff have to do work in the goalkeeping department. They've lost out on Johnny Hayes, who Warnock apparently wanted to build his team around mm. in terms of he wanted to make Johnny Hayes his creative kingpin, whether mm. wide right, wide left, in the 10 role, whatever. Mm. They've given up on that one, it appears. So mm. it's obviously back to the drawing board there, but that sort of player is desperately needed to offer the cutting edge that Cardiff are lacking. I think the one that surprises me is that they turned down three million from Sheffield Wednesday for Sean Morrison. Now that does surprise me because given they've got Manga and Bamba and Connolly and Blakey keeps saying Peltier can play centre half as well. This Patterson could supposedly play centre half. For how long will he have Manga? Greg Halford is there, can play centre half. I think that's a lot of money to turn down personally, but Cardiff felt that selling their captain at this moment in time was the wrong signal to mm. send out. Mm. I don't. I don't think they can afford to sell Sean Morrison, Blakey with, with Manga. Probably set to leave and likely to sign a new deal. Mm. You, you're then left with with what at the back, and and then you've got to cast your net elsewhere and and find a replacement, not only for Manga but for Morrison mm. as well. I know Morrison gets his fair share of stick on this podcast, but I, mm. I think Warnock sees him as his right hand man. Mm. I'm not sure about that. I've never, I've never thought that Morrison was. I've always said he's great in the off offensive box but he's not great defending his own box and if he gets turned around you really see him struggle so he's great attacking the ball from a a, a, a dead ball situation um, you know from the opposition goalkeeper's kicks but he's not great defending corners but he's great attacking corners in the other box so for me he's he's good but not great he's someone if you said to me could you do without him I'd say yes um, could you do with him Yes, so he, for me, he, it wouldn't. I I would go with Paul. I if someone in the situation we're in, if I could get three million in for him, knowing what I've got in reserve, I take that three million, add it to my pot, and I would really go for more attack-minded players because I think if you look at the defensive options you've got, I think you can afford to lose one, even two of them. Uh, you know, you still got likes of uh, Connolly you've still got the likes of Manga Bamba you know uh, Peltier um, the lad um, from Rotherham sorry Halford so you've got and then you what we you know we always overlook is what's coming through the 23s mm. otherwise what, what's the point of that whole system well I was fortunate you know, enough to watch um some of the Wales under twenty. Sorry to interrupt, Blakey. No so problem. Watched them in the in the Toulon tournament. Mm. I saw a few of their games, and the two fullbacks of Wales, Cameron Cox mm. and Reese. I'm going to say his name, Abrasesi. Yeah. Abrasesi, yeah, I think so. I think that's really, impressive. really impressive players. Yeah, Cameron, both 
marauded down down the wings on the overlap, mm. and I thought these these two are at Cardiff. Mm. I, I I barely knew them. Mm. I um, and that's the problem for me. Yeah, you know you can't be playing in the international twenties. You know you're a man at eighteen, twenty. You're definitely a man, and you know they're two players that you've not like you say, not even heard mentioned. No, you know, and now I'm saying the whole. You know, we should have those two players now at least into the first team fold. Training with the first uh, team. Maybe. Well, no, I, I, you know, I, I would say if you if you can do that at 20s level, you should be able to make the step up to first team level. And now, they were as impressive it'll take, as anyone. Right, it'll take, it'll take maybe five, six, seven games for you to get into the swing, but that's the whole idea. You know, you, you're not expected, you don't always hit the ground running, but if they're your better players... And they're not getting a look in, and you're always looking outward rather than looking right. Well, we've got us on my doorstep. Then in there lies the problem for me. That, that what, what you say doesn't surprise me, Don, because I, after the Euros last year, I was speaking to the Welsh hierarchy about the next crop of gifted talents to come through. Yeah, Ben Woodburn was one name. He was unknown at the time. Okay, he's made his name since, right? But that this is the level they were talking about. They didn't really want to single out individuals, but there were certain individuals who were above the others, if you like. Ben Woodburn was one, Regan Paul was another. And remember, these are members of the team that beat um, England and France. Historical wins for the Welsh youth set up mm. at that level. Um, Cameron Cox was another one that was yeah. mentioned to me at the time. He was being, There was another one at Chelsea called Calder Silva, mm. and Cox was being bracketed in that that um, Calder Silva was in the, the squad, but, but yeah, yeah. didn't, pick, so didn't Cox, get played ahead because of Cox. Overtaken him, obviously, yeah. but... Neil Warnock's not going to give these youngsters a go, though, is he? Mm. Not in the hurly bird. Yeah, but I, I mean, I mean, you've, uh, you've got. I mean, but where do you get the opportunity then? You know what I mean? And I've always, I've always maintained, play. I've always maintained, you've got to earn your opportunity as a player. But as a, as a, as a club, as a manager, you, I, I suppose as a club, really, it doesn't matter who the manager is. You've got to have a philosophy where you expect your manager to develop these players into your first team squad. So Why? Because they save it saves you having to go out and find players for a mil, two mil, three mil over the course of time, over the course of the season. That all adds up. It all it all then reflects on your financial fair play. So one you know financial fair play is a reason, but the main reason is you're developing them. So what does it say about your whole structure of Academy and everything under 23s, if you're not producing any players for your first well, team, it doesn't make I, sense. One of the players that I mentioned there, it's gone under under the radar there, is right from Grangeshine, the Heartland, the Cardiff, Regan, Regan Paul. Yeah, but yeah. he was released was at deemed, 16. Was deemed not good enough by Cardiff City. He's now Man United on Man United's yeah. box. I, didn't, I, I sorted that out. So I know a lot about that. When I was at Newport, I didn't realise you were just coming yeah. into all this. Yeah, but look, you went into Newport that. County's team at 16 years of age, That's playing right. copious amounts of matches at, and against men at 16. You have to have something about it. So, you do, so it, it. Right, so there's a problem with the... And this is not just Cardiff. This is a problem with the academy system now, how I see it. What you've done is enable, you've pushed from 21 to 23. So you're, you're, you're basically... I call it an extended apprenticeship in my day, you had an apprenticeship or scholarship. So you get two years, 16 to 18, and then you can get from 18 to 23, yeah, five years without making a first-team appearance. You retire at 32, 33 these days. 
you know, players are ready at 16 now, 15 some, 16, 17, 18. Now, if, if you keep extending that, extend that, all you're doing really is, 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 is hoarding, hoarding for the sake of, so you don't say, oh, well, you know, we're not producing enough. There's got to be a change in thought process. And this is, like I said, throughout where what you develop, you have to, you have to then go and play. You can't just keep saying, I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy. Otherwise, there's absolutely no point in having a, having a, um, like a development center, uh, an academy, you know, a center of excellence, call it what you like. There's absolutely no point because for me, in the last 10, 15 years since you've brought that academy system in, it's, you've got, I can only use Cardiff as an example, it's gone backwards. Okay, what, what I would say is, I mean, just going back, immediate memory, Dave Jones did give some of the youngsters a chance, but tended to veer on the side of it. He's one of these managers who prefers experience in his team. Mm. Yeah. Malky gave Declan a bit of a chance, but not really. Mm. Um, but let me just say, Declan needed to improve, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. So Solskjaer, you do need to have the tools when you get there. Yeah, Solskjaer and Slade never really went with No, all Solskjaer didn't with buy. What I would say is that Vincent Tan has made it a plank of the football club that there are Welsh players coming into that first team from the academy structure. And maybe this is one of the reasons they put Greg Bellamy in charge there now mm. to try and fast track that system. Mm. It is a plank of the club, it just isn't happening. Mm. Mm. Much to ponder for Neil Warnock. Mm. Like we say, is how likely he is to put some of these youngsters into the first team, we don't know. So we've come to we've had a discussion there that started on who's going to replace Peter Whittingham. We've come to the conclusion nobody. that there is nobody. <laughs> I'm only joking. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you still you, your boots what, what, hap- what happens is, uh, you know, you lose a player like Peter Whittingham. This is how I, and again, referring to the academy, you lose a player like Peter Whittingham, then all of a sudden, I don't know, second game, third game of the season, you're winning 3 0, and Neil Warnock throws on a name who's fairly unknown from the under 18s or from the under 21s and he goes he's a wing and he does something special and everyone goes wow look what we got there's a new excitement there's a new buzz someone to talk about prospects right what can he do but what we're looking to do is going out and buying someone else's talent and bringing that in and saying right and and that's okay and I'm does not the saying club need a you lift can't do that like that but yeah well, look, a new like I say, the, lift, the, it? the affiliation between the fans and the and and the players is okay, but it's not what it used to be. There's a there's a detachment there. It needs it needs to you need to you know fix that. You know what I mean? It, it, that route needs to reconnect because uh, you know at this moment in time you can just keep looking bank rolling right by 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 by. And I know it's pressure. I do. I know it's pressure, and I know it's easy from the outside looking in and saying this, that, and the other. But you know, I'm talking about putting real pressure on coaches to produce players, not go through a handbook and say, right, we do six weeks of this, six weeks of that, six weeks. Because there's certain thing about young men that actually are certain fundamentals you have to have to play this game, and it's you know, it's nothing to do with coaching. It's either just in you or it isn't, right? And you have to find those who have that. And you have to de- make sure, though, at least you develop those up to scratch to get in the first team. 
But then it comes down to your first team manager saying, I'm going to give him an opportunity. I'm going to give him an opportunity. But don't get me wrong. If you're not deserving of an opportunity, you can't just lay back and think, I've been here five years, I should get an opportunity. If you're not producing the goods, then it's not going to come in your way. Fantastic, chaps. One more thing before we go. A last word from both of you. How will Peter Whittacombe be remembered at Cardiff City? Paul, in a a succinct sentence, it's easy for me to say, how will Peter Whittacombe be remembered at Cardiff City? As the player who did what he wants. Fantastic. Nathan? Mr Nonchalant. Play so laid back, so relaxed, uh, which used to annoy some people, but I loved it. Yeah, classy, artistic and lethal as well. Class on and off the pitch, there you go, Tom. Perfect. All right, thank you both for joining us this week. We'll be back with another one of these summer specials soon, if uh, Nathan finds room in his calendar. Um, Don't forget the fixtures for the Championship come out on Wednesday, next Wednesday the 21st. I'll be up at the crack of dawn to bring you those, see who Cardiff get first up, see who they get on Boxing Day. Um, But for now, that's all from myself, Nathan and Paul. And thanks for joining us. We'll be back very, very soon.